You're listening to Authentically Me, a podcast dedicated to activating the magic that is within us all through the power of authenticity, sharing, and transmuting with love. Here, you will find real-life experiences shared through the lens of everything is always serving. We are led through this journey by your host, Serena Rose. Serena is a ceremonialist who believes our life is just one big ceremony for our soul. Connect to your soul and enjoy the ceremony. Hello, Authentically Me Beauties. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever you are in the world. Whoever you are, I appreciate you. And it brings a huge smile to my face that you are here. If you enjoy the show and maybe you know someone who might also enjoy the show, I invite you to rate the podcast on Spotify or Apple podcast. Um, also share the link with friends. Maybe there's a particular episode that someone could benefit from the future of my, my podcast lays in your hands. <laughs> Just kidding. But it does help and it means a lot to me. And I appreciate the age of technology we live in and that we are all able to share, to communicate, to grow, to expand, to learn from one another what a blessing and what a blessing it would be to receive that as a gift from you. Thank you. And I also have a huge smile on my face today because I am shifting the content topic from female online entrepreneurship to drum roll please <laughs> authentic love what the hell is authentic love anyway what is it how do you get it i want it just just kidding i have it but um you know Falling in love is something that is sold to us in TV shows, in movies, in even online on social media. We see all them motherfuckers all happy in their photos and shit. And it's like, we want that. I know, because I've been there. But you don't just want that to fill a void. What about the authentic love, the true love? It's not just in stories and magazines and on Instagram. It truly does exist. So how do you cultivate that? What is it? And so I'm going to dive deeper into this topic. And in honor of shifting gears that direction, I have brought on the podcast today my beautiful divine partner, David. David, will you introduce yourself to the guests and <laughs> just say hi before we get started? Hello, everyone. I am the partner of the beautiful and radiant Serena Rose, and I'm really excited to be here and talk to you about the pool of knowledge I've gained out of an ocean about authentic love. So thanks for allowing me to share my little pool with you. <laughs> that was really beautiful, babe. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so the way that I'm going to do this is we have both constructed some really beautiful questions to ping pong back and forth with each other. Maybe we'll both answer the question. Maybe we won't. I'm really excited to hear the questions that you put together surrounding authentic love and to answer them and to also share my pool. You know, <laughs> splish splash. Let <laughs> me go get my bathing suit. Right. Um, and I have some amazing questions that I'm excited to ask you as well. Good. I'm super excited. I feel like Christmas. Are you scared? Morning. No, I'm I mean, yeah, a little bit, but mostly like Christmas morning. And I really want to get the, the gift that I was asking for all. 
Mm. Oh yeah. Mm. But the truth is, I already got it. It's, oh. it's Serena Rose. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Yeah, my pleasure. So I'm gonna start with you. What is your first question? My first question has to do with the language we choose and why we choose it. When we, when you suggested this idea, I expected you to suggest that we talk about conscious love, and instead you said you wanted to speak about authentic love. And I'm wondering why you chose the phrase authentic love rather than conscious love. Mm, good question. So the obvious mm. answer I would say is because my podcast is Authentically Me Radio. And so to go with the theme of the name of my podcast, mm. Authentically Me Radio, I chose authentic love as the topic. However, when one is in authentic love, to get to that place of authenticity, it requires consciousness and awareness. And so, yeah, there's different layers and lenses through which that we can look at authentic love and the wordplay that we use surrounding it. Um, for me, it's all the same. Love, just love. Whatever you put in front of the word love, it still is, is love at its purest form. Thank you. Can I ask a follow-up question? Mm -hmm. So what does it look like as we go from maybe a more superficial vision of love to conscious love to authentic love? What changes as we dive deeper? That is a really good question. Hmm. I would say it is about the relationship that an individual shares with everything, starting with themselves. So if I'm a superficial person, more than likely I will be in a superficial love. Mm. The deeper that I go in my journey, then the deeper that I can share that journey with others. And so the short answer is simple and that would be it. Doing good deeper now, keep going with the questions. Well, I'm going to ask you a question okay. if you're ready. I'm totally ready. Yeah, I feel like that question, I could have like ran with it and gone around and around and around. <laughs> but we went around a raft and now it's not just a pool. But I want, yeah, I wanted to dive deep with that one, but it's okay. But we're we'll going to, yeah, we're going to dive deep with a lot of things. Mm. And, you know, the more simple that I believe as teachers, leaders, light workers, insert whatever verbiage you want, the more simple that we can make things to understand, then the more people that will receive from them. Mm -hmm. So when I'm answering questions, I do my best to try to simplify it mm -hmm. and go with the flow too. You know, if a deeper experience happens then that's what happens. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um okay what is authentic love to you what does that mean to you hmm. Hmm. this feels like a question that can go in every possible direction um i'd like to share a story a very short story and then I'll come back to answer that question. And that was six years ago, a friend of mine told me that every possible human emotion was accessible through the album, Miles Davis, Kind of Blue. So I bought Kind of Blue on vinyl. Um, I had it on CD for a little while, I think, but it sounds better on vinyl. And I listened to that album quite often. And I don't listen to it to feel to feel juiced up to dance. And I don't listen to it to feel happy. I listen to it to feel alive. I listen to it to not only feel alive, but to become more aware of feeling alive. And so in the same way that that album makes me feel more aware of being alive, what I can say is 
authentic love makes me feel more aware of every moment of being alive. And then I could add to that as well, that just as kind of little as that album strips away the ego to lend insight into the rawness of human emotions, authentic love, in my experience, also strips away my ego and sort of has me rawly just surrendering myself to something bigger than, than me. And what I wanted to say earlier, when you were talking about the depths of loving, it sounds like the more we can surrender the ego, the more deeply we can love. Mm. So just for clarity purposes, authentic love to you is surrendering the ego allowing yourself to love deeper and in return to be loved deeper is that correct um yes but it's surrendering the, yes and i would expand upon that to say it is surrendering the ego in order to perhaps not even in order to surrendering the ego so that we can more fully experience the the depth and power of being alive. Mm. Thank you, babe. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, let me add them. That was actually my second question as well. If you, sorry guys, um, for those who are watching or those who are listening, I'm like low key trying to hint to David the background noises that are picked up in a podcast because as you all know, through listening, Authentically Me Radio is raw and uncut. So I try to keep the background noise to a minimum. So um, if you can just keep this open so we're not making all that rustling noise with the paper, that would be ideal (laughs) for sure and you know i think another part of authentic love is being humble enough to be corrected (laughs) let the ego die babe let the ego die no i'm just like yeah for sure for sure being humble enough to be corrected in any moment yeah so it's interesting that that just happened after the answer that you just gave because you know someone could have gotten defensive or felt some kind of way about like being corrected Mm -hmm. etc and so something that david and i do often in our relationship playfully but also quite literally is we'll say let the ego die (laughs) to one another when we're facing an experience where we have an opportunity to let the ego die to surrender deeper into whatever process is being catalyzed through the experience of our love and our Mm. time together on this journey. So I just thought I would drop that little piece in there for you as it played out. You see, I trust the little noises and the things that happen, you know, spirit and energy moves always. And so this is just one beautiful lesson for us and for the listeners to experience. Thanks, baby. Yeah. Thanks for dropping that wisdom. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, would you like to answer the question now as well? What is um, what is authentic love to you? Oh, you had the same question. Is it, that? It's my number two question. Oh, cool. Yes. Cool. Um, let me tune into myself here. Mm. Authentic love to me is the ability to be loved and to love. So to give and receive love in all forms of your human experience. So in the deepest, darkest moments and in the brightest, happiest, most alive moments as well. There's a full spectrum of experience and emotion that we have the ability to tune into as humans. And the ability to tune into anywhere on that spectrum 
to be loved, to allow yourself to receive love and to give love. And I say that knowing at the same time that I very well at moments when I'm upset will be like, don't touch me, <laughs> get away from me. I don't want your love right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that is just an opportunity for me to surrender deeper. And so it's an ever evolving process. It sounds so easy and delightful, but you get to start somewhere. And to me, being authentic in love is being wherever you are with whoever you are mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to feel love and to give love at mm -hmm. the same time. That's a really good answer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm conversing with you on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Are you ready for your next question? I'm ready. Babe? Yes. How do you know or how did you know that you were in authentic love? How did you know? That feels like a Zen Kong, a paradox. Am I saying Kong, right? K-O-A-N, a paradoxical question. What's the sound of one hand clapping? How do you know you're in love with me? Hmm. I suppose you can't know it. You have to feel it. Mm. And not only do I feel it, I'm always, I always, have the opportunity to step into the now moment and feel it. And perhaps there are times when, for whatever reason, I am not in touch with that feeling. And I get to, as part of my commitment to myself, to you, and to the greater universe, step back into that rawness of authentic love. I can remember moments when my ego said, oh, I think I can really make it work with this girl. When we were outside over the summer, about to get in the hot tub and I heard you dance to Lizzo, that was a moment when my ego said, I really enjoyed being around this human. Um, I think I could do this for a while. And then through so many experiences, I watched who I consider myself fall the way in layers. We just finished, I believe, our fourth five-day fast. I had never done anything like that before I met Serena. And it's humbling. And so to answer your question, when did I know that I am authentically in love with you? I'd say the only time I ever know that I'm authentically in love with you is right now. Mm. <laughs> That's really good, babe. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Um, you ready for what does authentic love look like outside of a romantic connection? Uh, can we have it with family or friends? Mm. Mm -hmm. So I was engaged before to a Russian linguist and then following that relationship, I dated a Russian. And I learned a lot about their language and I am a language nerd. And so something I learned about their language is that they don't have just one word, love. They have many words to describe love. They have a word for love that means how they love their pets, how they love an inanimate object, um, how they love experiences, how they love their family, etc. <clears throat> Even how they love themselves is a different uh, play off of the word love. And I thought, how incredibly fucking beautiful to be able to describe the variations of love that we experience. Just boring Americans just have the one word, love, <laughs> you know? And that really expanded my mind and how I think and feel and relate to love. And so though we are focusing on and focusing this conversation and this 
leg of the podcast on authentic love surrounding a partnership and an intimate relationship with, you know, whoever you decide to be with romantically. Everything that is said can be applied to relationships elsewhere as well. So if you play back this episode and think of your mom or your cousin or a friend, whoever it is, the philosophy and the lessons are still the same. And that's something I talk about often on this show is everything is connected. So yes, you can have authentic love with whomever you want to. And just to give you an example of that, I answered a earlier question and said that how, how deep I go with myself is how deep I allow myself to go in the experience with another. And so that applies to all relationships. One of my mentors, Preston Smiles, um, said to me, and a lot, this is a controversial belief. And if you know Preston Smiles, he has a lot of them. Um, but the belief is how you do one thing is how you do everything. How you show up in one relationship is how you show up in every relationship. So if you're not, for example, if you're not showing up 100% in the relationship with your dad, for example, look at that, reflect on that. How do you wish to show up better? Because I guarantee you that, that, that there's parallels in every other relationship that you have. So how you show up in one relationship is how you show up in all relationships. So you can focus your energy and time in one direction or a couple directions or, you know, just do a clean sweep across the board. You get to create the life that you are living. So you decide. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get off of my soapbox. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I, I like that. And that is really well times. Create the life you live and how you do one thing, how you have one relationship. It's how you add them all. Thanks, Preston Smiles. Thanks, Serena Rose. Yeah, thank you, baby. <clears throat> Are you ready for your question? Yes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> this is like a two-part question. Okay. I have two of those. Okay. Describe a time that you have felt inauthentic in love. You mean inauthentic? Inauthentic. Okay. Like, yeah, okay, I get that. Like, not authentic. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's good to make sure we're speaking the same language. <laughs> For sure. Um, well, I know we've all had experiences, maybe not all of us, I know that I've had experiences when I was younger when I would tell someone I loved them. And looking back, it was very naive to say that. Mm, to, to be more specific in authentic love, I can give you this. I was married, you know this. I was married once, see, I was 27 when I got divorced. So about 12 years ago, I was married. And my ex-wife and I had very little in common. She enjoyed watching TV. She enjoyed being with family. I enjoyed Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and eating healthy. And we didn't really have much in common. We both got married after college. I can't speak for her. But for me, I didn't know what the end step of dating was or the end step of love. I met her, we dated, we got engaged, we got married. And then what? Where's the big payoff? Well, in that case, the big payoff was realizing that we were no longer in love and ending that marriage. And then thankfully, of course, I got an opportunity to surrender my ego and spend the next 10, 
11 years of my life searching for what authentic love felt like and what was the end what was the next step in authentic love and that also i think is a sort of paradox that at the foundation of authentic love there is no next step it's showing up rawly and vulnerably in each moment and developing the self in as much as we can to be able to continue doing that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So basically, with your first marriage, you were not in a space of showing up rawly and vulnerably. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. Describe a time you have felt the most authentic in love. Wow, that was, I really expected you to say, I really expected that your next question would be, why weren't you able to access? Why was that love authentic, inauthentic? Mm. But that's okay. Mm. Well, you can go there if you Are you sure? You're not, yeah. Sure. So, speaking about that it makes it clear that the reason i wasn't able to access authentic love at that time in my life was for two reasons one is i didn't have a good model of authentic love what that looked like what that felt like and what that meant and the other was to be to own it was a failure of imagination i could not do the work to imagine what is the kind of love that i really want what does that look like what does that feel like what happens Mm. Yeah, I think, not I think, I know awareness is the first step to anything. Mm -hmm. And so many people just don't know what's available to mm -hmm. them or don't, can't even fathom the belief that other things are available to mm -hmm. them. That's why it's so important for me to show up no matter what fears or egotistical stories I can create in my mind. It's so important for me to show up and to speak and to share because my why is, and, and maybe it'll change, but it feels so strong that my why is to show others what is possible, mm -hmm. to share with others what could be if they choose it. And I think that's really noble. And, and one of the most beautiful things that a human can do in this, in this world. Thanks, babe. Yeah, my pleasure. Did you want me to answer the second part of the question? Yes, please. Could you repeat it? Yep. Describe a time you have felt most authentic while in love. Well, I would say, I'll go back to the morning that I proposed to you. And why are you going to kick off? You <laughs> the ego. <laughs> um, so I'll go back to the morning that I proposed to you. And I can remember feeling like I had to control everything. Mm -hmm. I was trying to micromanage the minute of the sunrise and your behavior without telling you what was happening and the position of the camera and me writing, will you marry me in the sand? And I can think about the picture of the crab in the clouds that we saw the night before and how you said, that's like you, the cancer. My astrological sign is cancer. And there I was sort of trying to control everything and also stepping forward with my willpower to say, I want to intentionally spend the rest of my life with you through all of our experiences. I wanted to experience it all with you. And so I was being pulled by the desire to make it perfect for my partner and also my inability to control everything. And lo and behold, without my doing everything, the sky was, was one of the most beautiful sunrises I've ever seen in my life. It was, so it was lit up with pink and purple and yellow and orange right over the ocean when just the day before, the sunrise was cloudy and black mm -hmm. 
and there was a crab in the clouds in the sky. And even before I proposed to you, you said, look, there's the crab in the sky again. And then you recorded when I was writing in the sand, will you marry me? And as you set up the camera and ran towards me, I instantly had to stop what I was doing and run to you to block it because I had to, of course, prevent you from seeing that I was writing, will you marry me in the beach sand? And then to reading the poem that I wrote to you, crying in front of you. And then even after I proposed to you, having the little dog come up and greet us. And spiritually, dogs are signs of commitment and loyalty. And that felt like a universal blessing for the actions that were undertaken. And so I, can, I want to describe a moment of being in authentic love. And I guess what I could say is that it feels like trying my very best and being grateful for all the blessings that I receive. I think there's also some surrender in that experience too. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't set up the camera. Mm -hmm. I did because the sky was literally so fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then a girl came up and my camera got knocked over by the wind and Mm -hmm. a girl came up and recorded it for us. And Mm -hmm. so your ability to surrender to absolutely everything that was happening, but also feel what you were feeling Mm -hmm. and be present with it. Yes. To give myself credit, I did a really wonderful job of doing my best to show up in each moment, trying to con- trying to do what I could to surf with each moment. And then as that moment passed, to step into the new moment. Mm-hmm. So to expand on this a little bit for those who are listening, so that, you know, micro experience is a macro lesson. Mm-hmm. So the more that in micro experiences, one can surrender to what they're feeling to what they truly desire so Mm -hmm. david surrendered completely to how he wished the experience to play out he was forced to surrender his Mm -hmm. control Mm -hmm. he was forced to let the ego die right and the universe was right there to pick everything up and create this Mm -hmm. beautiful vision Mm -hmm. and experience that he was calling in and creating for himself. Mm. Maybe it wouldn't have happened that way if you didn't surrender. Mm -hmm. If you weren't like, what's important right now? Where can I be right now? Mm -hmm. What should I feel right now? If you were not able to be you and be authentic in each moment that was passing, perhaps it would have shaped out differently. Mm -hmm. Certainly. Isn't that crazy? It really is. Divine, it's so divine. (laughs) And that I, that I feel gets back to one of the first things you said was that in ultimately part of authentic love is becoming the owner of our experience. Mm-hmm. I may have um, reframed your words. Do you know what I'm referring Beautiful. to? Yeah. Okay. We create our own reality. Yes. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yep. All right. What do you think keeps many people from accessing authentic love? Oh, I see what you did there. I see. You inserted one of your questions into my question. Well, I didn't. I mean, I did this before you wrote your question. I know, I know, I know. It's a really good question. Thank you. I know. I yeah, asked. I'm yeah. not hating. That's good. Um, what do you, can you repeat it, please? Sure. What do you think keeps many people from accessing authentic love? Fear. Fear of rejection Mm. of their truest self, you know, or whatever it is, whatever stories come up for each person. Fear of actually feeling good. I know that that's something that I personally have struggled with because I had 17 years of abuse under my belt. My body, even still to this day, sometimes I feel challenged by this. Um, my body at times doesn't know how to fully receive and to fully Mm. surrender and to feel happy. Mm. It can be, it has the power to be an uncomfortable situation for me 
an uncomfortable experience if I give it that power, but I'm aware of the story I'm showing up. And so, yeah, the short answer would be just fear mm-hmm. and whatever that looks like to each person, because we all have our own stories and experiences and shadows and stuff. We'll have our own stuff, but fear. Have you ever heard that? I believe it's a course of miracles phrase that all there is is fear and love. I have heard that. It was so interesting that you framed it that way because something you said earlier made me think about that. Oh, cool. You know, what keeps people from love and Serena says fear. Yeah, it feels complete. Yeah, totally. And, you know, there's so much more to go into Mm -hmm. surrounding that for sure. Um, You know, my fear of allowing myself to fully feel happiness resulted in experiences that I subconsciously played out because I believed certain stories in regards to relationships, you know? So I only knew how to be um, a caretaker, for example. My past history was to find someone that was wounded or you know, had trauma. I did a lot of trauma bonding with people. Mm. Um, And so those stories were the ones that I kept playing out subconsciously, not aware of it because I feared actual happiness Mm. deep down. And until I became aware of that and was able to rewrite the stories, Mm -hmm. um, you know, those stories kept playing out. And I think you just described another type of inauthentic love, which I would say is a sort of transactional love. I will give you this thing, or if you give me this thing, then we will both feel loved. And I think that works for a little while Mm -hmm. until it doesn't. True. Yeah, thank Hmm. you. Yeah, yes. Um, Are you ready for your next question? Yes, ma'am. Okay, this is perfect timing. Okay, good. Okay. How has past conditioning from relationships or in general shaped your experience of authentic love? Well, I guess I'll start off by referring back to what I said was the reason I had not yet been able to access authentic love, which was a lack of models and the failure of imagination. And so um, from that, could you repeat the questions mm-hmm. that I can get How back? has past conditioning from relationships or in general shaped your experience of authentic love? Well, there's no malice in me saying this, but I suppose our first experience of love is in the womb and as a baby. We're just completely relying on our parents and there's no separation between the parents and I. In fact, there is no I. And I guess that's burned deeply into all of our subconsciouses and we seek that sort of feeling of return home, return to oneness, the the dissolution of the the little I, the little David. Hmm. Um, And then over the course of our childhood, because we live in a a perfectly imperfect world, we get lots of experiences of shadowy feelings, of shadowy anger, misplaced anger, of misplaced jealousy, of thinking that we want things that we don't, or more commonly, I feel, we become identified with the things we buy, the things we want, or the things we do. Um, it's funny to think about little things like on Christmas and just on Christmas morning, the fact that I might want a Ninja Turtle action figure while my younger brother wanted Legos and my older brother wanted the video games or, or a paintball gun. That goes a long way to shaping how we identify ourselves and how we form relationships with ourselves and others. And then I would go to a positive effect that the environment had on me to demonstrate 
authentic love. And I would say my first, my first vision of authentic love came from probably most people's first relationship to authentic love, which was dogs. I love dogs and I love cats too. Serena's more of a cat lady, but, <laughs> but when you have a dog, sometimes there's a little bit of ego when it comes to food, but generally they just love to be around you and they love to, to be a pack and to spend time together and to do things together. And there's no madness at each other. And there's almost no memory of what happened in the distant past, except maybe severe cases of severe abuse. Um, so my dog, Bubs, he gave me insight into what it felt like to be attended to and loved without expectation and without any sort of concept of what I did for work or how much money my house cost or whether or not I was good at Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, which was my favorite hobby at the time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so past conditioning, you're going back to the womb. <laughs> I mean, everything in our lives is past conditioning. Mm. And ultimately it's all a story. And ultimately it's all a story that, that has the power to prevent us or help us access our ability to love authentically in this moment now. True. Because anything, anything that's not authentically alive now in love is just a story. And so if I were to go back into the stories, I would go to the womb, I would go to my brothers, I would go to my dog, I would go to my first girlfriend, but all of that ultimately doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, ultimately it's me mm -hmm. trying to open up as best I can and say, Serena, thank you for having mm -hmm. me on your podcast. <laughs> thank you. Babe. And thank you for listening. Thank you, babe. You're so welcome. Um, so I'm going to drop another little tip and helpful thing in here. So um, to be honest, I believe that I had some sort of expectation with what your answer would be surrounding this question. Um, that's just me being vulnerable and authentic and true. Um, but I also was really excited to, with all of my questions, I was excited to see where you went with it. But this is the one question that I'm like, oh gosh, I hope he like talks about this thing, you know? And so um, everything that you said can be applied to this thing. And I think everyone in some way, shape or form can relate to what you shared, absolutely. And to break it down just a little bit more, I spoke of, you know, my subconscious patterns and previous relationships and, you know, within the previous relationships, patterns develop as well. And so we're not just conditioned from our individual experiences of the world and the stories that we create, but things are learned within the container of individual relationships as well. Patterns are learned. Mm -hmm. Our body recognizes, oh gosh, I've felt this before. No, <laughs> and responds to that. And so you can be conditioned from previous relationships as well as society and individual experiences. So there's many facets upon which conditioning can happen. And so something that helps David and I in our relationship is to identify and bring awareness to when a past hologram, mm -hmm. aka conditioning from a previous relationship, is present in the present moment. And so we will check in with ourselves, with each other. Mm -hmm. And I might say something like, yeah, I don't feel a charge here. Like, I feel really good. Maybe there's a past hologram that's alive for you. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, you know, and we have back and forth conversation about it. And so just wanting to point that out and bring awareness to whatever conditioning may or may not exist in your reality and give you a tool upon which to shift and change that and I think that David 
I know that David also provided a tool to shift or change that as well, because we create our own realities all the time. And a lot of people are just simply not aware that they're doing it. Hmm. <laughs> you know, our daily habits and uh, thoughts and actions and words, everything that you do creates your reality. And so recognizing that everything that is past is a story and you can rewrite that story in the now. It's a little bit of magic, but um, it is possible and you can shift your perception, you can shift your story and you can shift the reality upon which you may or may not be living in right now, so. Holy cow. Man, I didn't see that question. I didn't see that that spin on that question. And now that you went there, there's so much I could say, want to say, <laughs> that I see that you want me to say about past relationships. Um, you don't have to, babe. I just wanted to add that in there yeah, because it feels worth important. Adding, for sure. Yeah. And it's also worth emphasizing that people don't realize just, I don't want to say simply because it's not necessarily simple, but by reprogramming the way we think we can literally reprogram the way we experience our lives our present moments absolutely exactly mm -hmm. hitting the head on the nail babe <laughs> are you ready to ask me the next oh question? my gosh <laughs> question five um okay what's the most challenging aspect of authentic love for, that, for you to access? Or what is most challenging for you about accessing authentic love? Mm. What is most challenging for me? For me personally, it would be releasing my victim story. So with the many years of trauma and abuse that I've endured, I subconsciously created many experiences in my young adult life to play out this victim story. And again, I wasn't aware. Looking back and reflecting, I can see it so clearly now, but I just thought, I have some fucking bad luck shit. This only happens to me. I'm a victim, blah, 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 right? And so, in moments to moment when I have the opportunity to accept and give love, no matter where I am or what I'm processing or where another human may be that's in my field and what they're processing, the most challenging thing for me personally is letting go of that victim story. Like I want attention and love. And it's mostly just because like, I didn't get it and I have the power to give it to myself and to not create a reality upon which I am receiving love in a, in a toxic way. And so it can be authentic and I can still be receiving it in a toxic way, but I'm not. And Authentic love to me is ever evolving as is this entire life, as is each person and each soul and each experience and each relationship even. And so I would say for me, the most challenging thing about accessing authentic love is releasing the victim story. And a way that I do that is allowing myself to feel empowered, to, to reclaim my power in that moment. And it is the most challenging ego death because it's all that I knew. It's all that I knew. And it does identify so much of who I am. I would not be the person that I am today without those experiences. But also, what the fuck do I know? If I didn't have those experiences, I very well could be the same fucking person because they're all stories, right, from the past. But to answer the question, letting go of the victim stories that I have had is the most challenging thing for me personally to access authentic love. And I trust those that can relate to me and that are here listening to this podcast 
relate to that answer and proceed from it. Very kind, very honest. That was very kind and very honest. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> also, very divine flow that we have with these questions. I fucking love it, babe. This is so much fun. If you guys are enjoying this, um, you can hit pause and share this link with someone right now who you think may benefit from listening to this episode. And this episode could be a great catalyst for you to have this conversation with someone in your life. True. A friend, a partner, True. a family member. Absolutely. Okay, so this is a two-part question as well. <clears throat> what do you love most about me? Well... Gosh, part of me wants to say that the ego died. I... So, okay, so this question, um, whenever I do a podcast episode, mm -hmm. I survey mm -hmm. my listeners and my followers. And so um, I asked people, what questions do you want to know? What questions would you ask during this interview process, et cetera? And so the first part of this question was, what do they love most about their partner? And mm -hmm. so... Um, in this case, it is me asking you about me. So I understand <laughs> the ego okay. part of it. Um, but this question came from a listener, and then I added the second part to the question in myself. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, thank you to the listener who asked the question. That's really great to know. Thank you. Um, so the first thing I would say is that my authentic love for you feels uncontained by any one thing. It feels like I know that you are a mirror on this journey doing the work with me and I'm super grateful for that. Mm -hmm. When I think about the human Serena Rose, the thing I love most about her is her tenacious honesty. <laughs> huh. she, gets, she gets her teeth in on, on the thing on the soft spot that needs to be spoken, you won't let go until, until you know it's acknowledged. I've seen people who can compartmentalize things, myself included, and you'll say, "Here's the thing that we're going to talk about," and you don't really, you have the inner skills and the and the desire to stay focused on what you want. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Do you feel like that answered the question? Absolutely. Yeah. The second part of this question is, what challenges you the most about me? Or what do you feel the most challenged by? Well, the same thing for sure. There's, I'm a big mythographer. There's untold stories of men who give accomplished men who give up everything to love and the thing that that love does to us is it makes us want to be raw open vulnerable it wants us to dissolve the identity and so when when i think about the thing that's most challenging about our love and about you is that in every moment I show up as perfectly imperfect and as willing as willing as willingly able to sacrifice my ego in in any way that's necessary for spiritual growth because I think that ultimately the love is about a greater spiritual love, a greater self. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful, babe. Thanks so much. Yeah. You the best questions. <laughs> Thank you. Your questions are fire, too. And um, I would say that your willingness to show up in each moment is one of the many things that I agree. Um, I cannot contain my love for you in just one 
thing, but mm. one of the many things that I love most about you is your willingness to show up, your willingness to, even if your ego is throwing a fucking temper tantrum, Which it does you're, you're still there and you're <laughs> like, rah, rah, you know, fighting through it. But your willingness to be wherever it mm -hmm. is, is one of the sexiest things about you. Thank you. Yeah. I received that. <laughs> Do you have another question? I don't. Okay. Well, I have uh, one more question for both of us that to answer. What advice would you give someone who has yet to, or who believes that they have yet to experience authentic love? One piece of advice. Well, I believe that one, the best advice we can give is, is knowledge that's embedded in action. So I would advise this person to write an, a short essay, a short story about the kind of love. <laughs> For those who don't know, um, David is a teacher. So <laughs> here's your homework. <laughs> right, <sure. laughs> I'm sorry. I just think it's really cute. Write a short story or an essay describing what you want your a the love in your life to look like and to feel like, how you want it to move, how you want it to fuel you, because that's love actualized in my experience and in my mind. Yeah, that's beautiful. That it touches on a lot of shit. It is a journaling exercise. It is a manifestation exercise. It is calling to spirit. It is taking a, an idea, um, a projection from the mind and giving it physical form, which then creates matter, which invites it in energetically more and more into the physical realm. You're just dropping secrets left and right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the matrix will let you do that. Oh, I'm in there. <laughs> I'm in there. Um, could you ask me the question? Yeah, but I need to see the question if you don't mind. What advice, Serena Rose, what advice would you give someone um, who has yet to experience authentic love? I would ask a question. The Scorpio in me is a very reflective, I'm a very reflective human. I would say, do you authentically love yourself? If not, how can you? What do you need to feel love? And if you do, authentically love yourself, then do you authentically love those around you? Mm. Do you authentically love your life? Mm. And how can you move more into that? So my advice is really encouraging you to advise yourself on what kind of authentic love you desire and to put energy, attention, focus, awareness, consciousness, intention around what that is for you, what you desire it to be, and to create it. And even if like you're in a scenario right now where you're like, fuck, you're listening to this and you're like, fuck, I'm in an inauthentic relationship right now. You get to be really honest with yourself mm -hmm. and choose for yourself. Is it your truest desire to be with this person? Are you subconsciously playing out stories or are you receiving in a healthy way in this relationship? Maybe you're receiving both, both healthy and in toxic ways, but 
you get to decide and create. Now, of course, anyone that's in an abusive situation, I would advise you to exit the situation immediately. And I know that that is hard and challenging. And there are support systems out there. There are people out there. It's just a matter of, unfortunately, hate to say the honest truth, but letting the ego die and allowing yourself to ask for help and mm-hmm. allowing yourself to receive the love that you so desperately desire. Mm-hmm. And deserve. And deserve, yes. It is your birthright to, mm-hmm. to feel love and to give it and to receive it. And so you get to decide where you go from here. And for those who are seeking deeper support, please reach out to me. I have my link in the show notes of this podcast episode. I would be happy to work with you one-on-one and coach you on your ability to be intimate, to be vulnerable, to show up authentically and to create the life that you deserve and desire. Any last words, my God? Just to build upon what you said, my last word would be similar to comments you've made. Or that remember that authentic love is always around us and always accessible to us. And it starts with the the love we can have for ourselves by being authentic to our emotions and our feelings. And by doing that inside first, we can fill our cups until it spills out into the people and world around us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much to those of you who listened. Again, please just take a moment to share this episode with your friends, with your family, with your lover. And as always, I love you. Thank you for being here. It is an honor to share with each and every one of you authentically. Tune in and visit the website authenticallymeradio.com. You are exactly where you are supposed to be, doing exactly what you are supposed to be doing. And you are loved.